bless us. God touch us. God help us because we have no strength left. You know, it reminds me of the little woman that made her way through the crowd. She could not. She could not. Um, bless her heart. She couldn't. She couldn't get any relief. She couldn't get any help from. Um, she couldn't get any help from anybody, and. Um, the doctors had taken all her money. The doctors had used all of her, her stuff. Um, there was nothing left for her to do except try. All she could do was try. And she tried, and she tried, and she heard about Jesus. And she heard about hope. And when she heard about that hope, she did whatever it took. She was weak from loss of blood. She couldn't hardly make it. She made her way through the crowd, and as she made her way through that crowd, she fought, she clawed, she crawled. I'm sure there was times that she had to crawl and, and push people aside and just budge her way in. I can just see her now in the street full of people trying to get to Jesus, and she sees his, his clothing, and she keeps saying to herself, if I can only touch if I can only touch the hem of his garment, if I can only touch, once I touch, I'm going to be made whole. Once I touch, I'm going to be made whole. And when she touched, she was made whole. And her hope came to life. Let's use the uh, live Facebook here to tell people about the radio, uh, what you've been battling the first half of this okay. program, and to uh, give them a number they can text or send you a prayer request. Okay, um, for all of you out in Facebook land, we were battling for about 30 minutes. When I say we, I mean me. I was battling the radio, the, the computer, the everything just did not want to work. There was no microphone, there was no radio station, there was no music, there was nothing. And I had to sit here and pray and uh, I spoke in tongues and I just, I kept going until I, until Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit figured it out and told me what to do. I, I can't do it on my own. I can only do what the Holy Spirit teaches me to do. So we are live on the radio now, and I'm talking about the hope of God. You know, we, I talked about my granddaughter having a bad day today, and she had, at the end of the day, she, she looked like she had no hope. But then she got near her sister cousin, and within about 10 minutes of them two talking, her face started smiling, she started lightening up. You know, she didn't forget that she had a bad day, but. She had hope again. She had joy again. She had a reason to not think about everything bad that went wrong. And I'm going to tell you something. That happens so much in our life is that we'll have a day and, or, or a moment that the devil will send something our way. The devil will cause something to happen. You know, he will, he will cause us to do something. He will do whatever it takes to try to kill, steal, and destroy us. And his job does not end because... We stop praying uh, for the day. His job does not end because um, he gets tired because I assure you he doesn't. Excuse me a moment. <coughs> God loves to bring us out of these things, but we've got, he wants us to trust him. If we put our hand in his, it's like the little woman with the issue of blood. Like I said, she pushed through. She fought through. She should have gave up. You know, people were probably, that knew her, were making fun of her, making comments. Uh, 
you know, you don't realize that we hear these stories of people in the Bible, the, the disciples. I'm sure they were mocked and called names and ridiculed and this, that, and the other. And yet they kept going. They kept going for God. They kept going for Jesus because they actually got Jesus living in the flesh. I mean, they knew him. They slept beside him. They ate with him. They walked with him. They ministered with him. And yet we still, he's, he's not dead. We have the opportunity to reach out and, and let Jesus walk with us, talk with us, touch our lives. The problem that a lot of us have is that we don't surrender it. We don't surrender it to him. We need to surrender every part of our life. All the things that we think that are secret, God knows. Everything that you think that, that God won't forgive you for, he will. Nowhere in the Bible does he say, I won't forgive you, except unless you blaspheme against the Holy Spirit, and that's a different story and a different topic for another day. But when you give yourself to God and you surrender your mistakes and you surrender the things that, you know, I, I had an issue with getting angry and I would get angry about something with someone and I would be like, okay, that per I'm not trusting that person anymore. I'm done. That's it. And God corrected me on that and he said, you can't say that and walk in love. You can't say that and walk in me because... When we cut off people, we're cutting off God because we are the link to God to them a lot of times. So we, we can't cut ourselves off from other people, even though it seems like the worst possible thing that they could have done to us. You know, I've had a lot of people over the years do things and I just sit and scratch my head or, or I just shake my head and go like, God, you know, I don't get it. And, you know, one day he told me, he said, it don't matter if you get it, I get it and I've got it. So if God says he, he gets it and he's got it, you need to let it go and give it to him. Because if he's got it, it ain't yours no more. You need to trust that he knows what he's doing. You need to trust that he knows what he can do in people. When he tells you to give up because the person has turned completely away from God, then what you need to learn is that at that point, God will say and the Holy Spirit will release you. But not until you have fought the fight. You've got to fight to help people to stay on the straight and narrow. You've got to fight to, um, you know, we give up too easy on people. That's the biggest thing I've noticed in, in my life is over the years, I, I've quit on people. And yet, I didn't quit on my parents. And people kept telling me I should. People told me for years, they don't care about you. They treat you terrible. Why do you keep... Why do you keep going to their house? Why do you keep buying them things? Why do you keep loving them? Why do you keep helping them? Why do you keep doing this? And I can honestly tell you it has to be God because in my own self, God, I didn't have the compassion. God showed me. God gave me compassion toward my family. And not just my family, but strangers too now. But he tells me that, you know, I don't have to go have a cup of coffee with my family to love them. They're very professionally dysfunctional, and I don't have to sit down and, and break bread with them because God didn't say, angel, go break bread with them. He said, pray for them. He said, give them the word when they, when they talk to you and, and you have an opportunity and the door is open, share the word with them. And when I tell you not to, don't. 
Because there's people, there's times they will not receive what you have to say. There's times when the devil's got their mind so blocked and blinded and stopped up with the, the junk of the world that they can't hear you telling them God's got them and God loves them and God will bring them out. All they got to do is trust him. And the thing is, they don't. I, I've got a brother that wouldn't hear God talking to him if he walked up to him and slapped him down. He would argue that it wasn't God. I promise you I have that brother. And I know some of us have relatives like that. If Jesus himself walked up to him, said, hey, I'm Jesus, I can heal you, I can touch you, I can show you a miracle, he would still not, he would argue with him that he was not Jesus. He would argue till the day he died that that was not Jesus because his mind being made up that it wasn't. He's very stubborn in that sense. So, you know, we've got to keep our hope alive. Just like that woman in Romans 15, 13, it says, Now, the God of hope will fill you, the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. And that is how we live. We live through the power of the Holy Ghost. Lord, we thank you tonight for the power of the Holy Ghost. We thank you for the hope and, and the guidance of the Holy Spirit, God. We thank you that you have written it in your word that we have a hope and a way out and a, a way of escape. We have these things. We thank you, Father, for that. We give you all honor, praise, and glory for that. We Holy Spirit, we thank you. We thank you for your guidance. We thank you for your perfect language that speaks directly to the ear of God. We thank you, Jesus, for being on the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us right now. Right now, you are making intercession for us. You are asking God to touch our lives as we seek and we, we worship and we come and we bring and we drop all our troubles at your feet. We lay it at your feet, Jesus, and I know that you are speaking to the Father on our behalf and the Father's acting on our behalf. And Lord, we just give you praise and honor for that in Jesus' name. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We just, we worship you, Father God. We thank you. I'm going to turn over to Psalms 130, verse 5. God has, has so many scriptures about hope. I just did, jotted down a few. You know, my topic tonight came from my granddaughter today because when I saw the look in her face, I realized that was a look of hopelessness. It was a look of no hope, and it broke my heart because... There was nothing I could do to fix that. Only from the inside could that hope be restored. I could encourage, I could I can lift, I can uplift, I can pray for, I can love. But to see that kind of hopelessness, it makes you realize that there is hope. We've got to believe in the hope of God. We've got to believe that God has hope for us. His word says it. In Psalm 130, it says, uh, in, let's see, Psalm 130, verse 5, it says, I wait for the Lord, my soul doth wait, 
and in his word do I hope. This is our guidebook. This is our instructions. This is our, our troubles, you know, getting us out of trouble books. This is the book that helps us to do the things that we need to do. You know, there's many things that, uh, you know, you know, to have hope, I'm going to tell you something. We've got to tell the devil to let us go. We've got to tell the devil to stop what he's doing and take his hands off of us. Because we have that power and authority. Because Jesus said that he gave us the power and authority to cast out devils, to lay hands on the sick, and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now, why would he say that twice in the, in the Gospels if he did not mean that we had power and authority? Satan has to flee at the name of Jesus. At the very name of Jesus, he has no option but to get. You can let him hang around and play with you if you want, but as for me, I tell him to get and stay gone because I am tired of Satan running amok in my life. I'm tired of the physical attacks. I'm tired of the mental attacks. I'm tired of the emotional attacks. I am tired of him thinking he can do whatever he wants. He does not have that authority. He does not have that in my life because I surrendered my life to God. And when I surrendered my life to God, I surrendered all of it. I, I, I'm just so over Satan doing what he wants to do and tearing up new ground in our lives. You know, because his tricks don't change. He's the same yesterday as he was. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He's going to do the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And the thing is, are we going to get wise to the fact that he's doing the same thing over and over and over? See, when you catch on that his tricks are the same, you know, God, he's, he's got to be that way because he's trying to compare himself to God. God is never changing. God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore which means Satan has to try to be the same yesterday, today, and forevermore because Satan is going to go to the very end saying that he's God, saying that he's more powerful than God, saying that he is the God that we should worship, that he is, that God is wrong, that, that all of that is wrong. That's his job. He's going to do that until the end of time. For some reason, he is so delusional that he cannot wrap his brain around hearing all the Christians saying that his end is coming, he knows it's in the book, but for some reason he will not, will not accept it. We need to get like that. You know, in that area, we need to be like Satan where we don't accept things that are not right. He's not accepting the truth, but we need to accept the truth the way that he doesn't accept the truth, if that makes any sense. He is so dogmatic, he, he will not bend to accept the truth of his demise. He will not bend. We need to be that, that way. We need to not bend to the, to the, and we need to accept the truth of what God's word says. We need to accept the truth of what God's word is. We need to accept the truth of what God's word can do. When we do that, when we get to that point, and we get so dogmatic that the devil can walk by us and you just flick him with your finger and he's gone because you have the truth so much in you have been so you know there's things in this life 
that um, the devil is always going to constantly try to kill, steal, and destroy. That is his job. And we have got to keep our hope. We've got to keep, you know, there's, there's an old saying, keep hope alive. As a Christian, we have got to keep hope alive. And the way we do that is by getting in the Word. We've got to get in the uh, Scriptures. We've got to get into prayer. Prayer is a key. You know, and I, I just thank God for everything that we have been um, going through tonight. Um, all the Scriptures that talk about hope. And I know there's a lot more. I mean, there's Micah 7 and 7. Let's see what Micah has to say before we pray. Um, I'll pray with you guys in just a moment after we see what Micah has to say here. That's Malachi. That's not Micah. Where's Micah? I have lost. There's Micah. Micah 7 and 7 says, Therefore I will look to the Lord. I will wait for God. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Well, I, I, I'm assuming that he's talking about praying because he says, Therefore I look unto the Lord. Lest we look unto the Lord when we pray. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Praise you, Jesus. And I'm going to take this word and I'm going to come to you tonight, God. And I'm going to ask you to bless those that are listening. Keep their hope alive, God. Encourage them in hope. Encourage them in scripture. Encourage them in word. Let someone bring a word to them that they need at the right time, at the right moment, in the right minute. God, we ask you in Jesus' name to honor your word. Your word says you are for us. Who could be against us? Your word says... That if we trust you, you are there for us. If we hide under the shadow of the Almighty, you are our protection. Father, we, we know that in Psalms 91 that you are protecting us and guiding us and keeping us. God, we know that our hope is in you. God, help us to learn to hope against hope. Help us to learn to hope and to not have that hopelessness overtake us. You know, and it could be like my granddaughter, you know, uh, where a word from her cousin, her sister cousin, encouraged her and brought her joy and brought her back to happiness. We need to be able to do that to others. If we know someone that's struggling or going through something, we need to go to them and we need to pray and we need to say, you know what, God's got this. God's got you. God's not going to let you down. God's got going to hold you up. God, His Word says that he has you in the palm of his mighty right hand. If, he's, if the word says all these things, then we need to believe it. And when somebody's down, be that strength and that friend that upholds them. Hold their hand if they want you to hold their hand. Pray with them if they want you to pray. Sometimes just listening. We need to do what we can do to help keep people encouraged in hope. Because without God, without hope, we are nothing. We, we can't believe in Jesus without hope. We can't believe in God without hope. We have to hope because hope is the, what is it? Faith is the evidence of things hoped for. Faith is, I'm going to have to go back and read it. I think it's Hebrews 1, 11, 1. Let's go back to Hebrews, um, Hebrews 11, 1. I do get this combobble sometimes, guys, so I apologize for that. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, 
and the evidence of not things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Without hope, we can't have faith because faith is the substance of things hoped for. The scripture just told you, we have to have hope. Hope is the most wonderful thing that we can have because it, it helps us to, to look to a new day, to look to something better, to, to, to want something better, to, to come for something better, you know? Lord, we just thank you tonight. We honor you tonight, God. Thank you for Hebrews 11 and 1. Thank you for this scripture that teaches us that we must hope. We must hope. So that our faith, hope makes our faith, because faith is the evidence of things hoped for. I don't know how else to put it, but that's what it is. Our faith and hope go hand in hand. Without You can't have one without the other. And so we need to make sure that our faith is strong and our hope is alive because we have hope of a new life after resurrection. We have hope of the resurrection. We have hope in the resurrection. We, oh, thank you, Jesus. We just thank you for your hope. Praise you, God. We give you all honor and glory. You know, we need to honor God and thank him. We need to thank him because we've got that hope. Oh, I am so grateful that I have hope that the resurrection is going to happen. It's going to happen because my hope is that it's going to happen and my faith is it's going to happen. So I have hope to for futuristic things and faith to know that it is coming. You know, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. I am so grateful, God, for everything that you are doing. I am thankful for all the watchers on Facebook, all the listeners on the radio. God, I give you honor, praise, and glory. I ask you to encourage and inspire. God, when we're feeling at the lowest, God, send that word to us through people, through uh, TV, through your, your actual word. God, I just praise you that there are so many things that can encourage us in hope. God, we can't lay down and die. We have to keep fighting. When you want to give up, that's when you need to fight the most. That's when you need to dig deeper. You need to dig in and you need to fight for everything you got. Because I'm going to tell you something. I've been through that. I've, I've been to a place where I had to dig deep and get hope. And, and I had to hang on to that hope that God promised me something. He promised me my family. He promised me salvation coming to my family. And I have hoped against hope. I have believed against belief. I, I just honor God because I know, I know, I know that we are on our way to heaven. I am on my way to heaven. When he cracks that eastern sky, I'm gone, y'all. See y'all. I'm going to say my goodbyes now so that I can tell y'all if he comes tonight, I'm out of here. I love you, but I, I'll tell you what I tell my grandkids. Love, peace, and chicken grease. And my other granddaughter says, uh, beans and rice and Jesus Christ. So I am ready. I'm excited because you know the end is coming. These old bodies are going to be exchanged for new ones. We are going to be blessed, healthy, and anointed more than we ever have been on this earth. We're going to walk the streets of gold. We're going to run the streets of gold. We're going to jump. We're going to shout. We're going to do cartwheels, backflips. Everything that you couldn't do in your physical body, I think we're going to be able to do in heaven. And I just look forward to that glorious day. And I thank God for the hope that we have. Because if we keep hope while we're on this earth, it won't take long and we'll be in heaven. It won't take long and we will be in heaven. So, you know, we've got to remember <clears throat> to keep 
We've got to remember to keep God at the front of our life. We need to surrender ourselves to Christ. And when the days that are dark come and the attacks come from Satan, we've got to hang on to hope because without it, we don't got nothing else. There's nothing else without hope. And I just want to thank you guys for tuning in. Um, next week, we'll try to go live again on Facebook as well as on the radio because it took us 30 minutes tonight to get the radio up and going. So we'll, we'll start with Facebook and the radio and see whichever one God decides to, you know, let us be on. And um, as he helps us get through, we prayed for uh, Matthew's nephew, Jay, uh, Chase, um, that they would have a breakthrough and an answer that they needed. And we just praise God for that. We praise God for all the answers to all the prayers. I agree with you by faith to everything that you need God to do in your life. I give you honor, praise, and glory, Father. And just remember we have um, this Friday night, we're going to have a Friday night fire service at 7 p.m. Uh, Eric Watts from Salem Church will be ministering. Don't y'all want to miss that? Um, we're going to have our Wednesday night service with the, the small youth. Thursday night, 